Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. It's one of the special editions of the show where we are both in the same place because I can I can say Jerry and Jim. I'm Jerry. Jim's right across from me, and we are both in the studio. It's a rare occasion. It's Well, I guess rare is the wrong word. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an infrequent occasion. I wouldn't necessarily call it rare, but it's always good to be back here in the studio. I had, I've got two weeks in a row. I've had two weeks in a row when I've had someone in the studio with me. Vince was here last week, and here we are this week. Yeah, yeah, I was not here last week. Thanks for Vince for being in here and holding things down. I was, uh, where was I? I was going to say, where were Oh, I was in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it was fun. Like I, Arizona, for, for listeners that may not know me personally very well, I lived in Arizona for six years right after college. Um, moved up to Portland uh, right before the pandemic, about six months before, and in that time, from when I had moved up, I had made plans. I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to Arizona, spend some time that summer. It's the worst time to go there in terms of like time of year, but it's the cheapest time to go there because it's so hot. Nobody wants to be in Arizona. But so I made plans. The pandemic hit, and then I wasn't able to, to go. Finally, I was able to get it organized, and I was in Arizona last week, uh, so I wasn't able to do the show. I wanted to thank, again, thank Jim and Vince for holding things down. Had a really good time. Uh, Arizona's always a good good time. Uh, really fun it's place. I really enjoyed it. town. There. Really yeah, is. it's it's a big sports town, but it's it's a big sports town for like a really interesting reason in yeah. the sense of like it's not necessarily a big sports town because the Suns, the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks are good. It's a big sports town because it's a commuter city. It's it's a big sports town because there's so many people that move there. You can find fans of literally every team there. Like the classic example of this that I experienced was I went to a Arizona Coyotes hockey game, which is their NHL team, and they were playing the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, hmm. And in Canada, or, and Arizona is where a lot of snowbirds go during the winter. Snowbirds being people that leave a bad, you know, leave a cold place yeah. in the winter. So a lot of Canadians come from Arizona or come from Canada into Arizona. So I was at that game and. It was sold out, but there was more. I would say sixty-five percent of the fans there were Oilers fans compared to the Coyotes. So, yeah, Arizona is a really cool sports town in a very unique way. I wonder how Arizona got the term "snowbirds" going there because I, I, I grew up with uh, with everyone leaving, um, everyone leaving the East Coast, Northeast, and going to Florida. But I never heard that term. Snowbirds before. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's yeah. people that uh. It, you don't yeah, hear people about do. people from New Jersey going to Florida in the, in the winter. I've never heard them called snowbirds. Yeah, yeah, that's what they that's what Arizona people call if them. They go to Arizona, they're, then they're snowbirds. Yeah, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four. Well, let's introduce the show first. Uh, go we got we got two we got too deep into the Arizona <laughs> into the Arizona talk. Um, if you're new to the sports phone, here's what's going to be going on for the next fifty five minutes or so. Uh, very simply put, Jim and I are sports fans. We are sports uh, at we are former athletes, coaches, uh, officials in some capacities at certain points in our lives. Uh, but more importantly than all that, we just like to talk about sports. It's a big part of our regular day in 
our day-to-day operations, our day-to-day lives. So we like to spend this one hour a week opening up the phone lines here on KZYX and letting you call in and talk about anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. can be professional, high school, college, rec league, summer league stuff. Anything you want to talk about, questions, comments, concerns, topics. Trivia. Jim loves him some trivia. Uh, Anything you want to talk about, as long as it is related to sports, you can give us a call at 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Jim, I heard, and I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to last week's show, I heard last week was off the rails in terms of the number of calls that we got. For calls, yeah. And I was just going to say, I like my little segment uh, I don't do it every week. Um, I like segments. Uh, last week in sports. No, last week on the sports phone. And I just want to mention it in case someone was dying to get in at the end of last week. We've never had so many people calling all at once. And the topic, it started with the first caller saying, how do we determine what a sport is? Mm-hmm. I mean, we... It's, not, a, not a topic we, have, we haven't done before. It's, it's come up before, but yeah. nothing at this level. Yeah. Then we had our second caller that read the definition from the Webster Dictionary, and from then on, it just it just built. And what I liked about it is we got people calling about the activity. Some of them didn't even think the sport they did was a sport, and they would call us and say, hey, what about my sport? What about petanque? Is that a sport? Mm-hmm. What about chess? What about, what about uh, darts? What about golf? And... I just want to tell Jerry, I think I told him this, this um, when we were at home the other day, but there was a call that just made my day. It was, it was a woman that called. I hope she's listening now. And she just said very clearly, this is, an, this is going to sound like an opinion, yeah, yeah. but it is a fact. Chess is not a sport. <laughs> Spelling B is not a sport. Cards are not a sport. We that's what we were talking about, and and it, she was so sure that, that um, it wasn't even couldn't even believe we were discussing it. So anyway, uh, Jerry, I want to ask you. Yeah. What is a sport? Oh boy. And and <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. Wasn't on our list. What do you play that? Um, that's questionable. With well, the, well oh, the there's an obvious one that I that gaming. I do. That, yeah, gaming is is the most obvious one that I do that is questionable. Um, huh. In in the sense of, it's tough because it's 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 put itself in its own category where it's it's called esports. So it's like it's it's an offshoot of sports, but it's it's tough. You know, like they're professional video game teams now. They have coaches. They have salaries. There was a $100,000 tournament for a game that I play regularly that happened this weekend. They have coaches? Yeah, they have coaches. Yeah, and a lot of times it's the coaches are... The funniest thing about, about esports... Are they it, player coaches? No, no. So that's what the funny thing is, is like huh. when you look at the the age brackets, the prime age for esports players is usually probably between, I would say like 15 and 15? mid-20s. Really? So yeah, so coaches are, are you know... late 20s early 30s is it just the interest or is that like it's it's the drop go ahead sorry go ahead yeah yeah yeah. like like the reason why the best men basketball players at least Mm -hmm. are usually between age 28 and 32 Mm -hmm. because that's when they peak right not in playing time or anything no they're physical bodies bodies. is there actually something about that age for gamers because gaming I can't believe we're going to go down this rabbit hole for a second. If you've got anyone, if you've got anything you want to talk about, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Um, 
it, yeah, because I, I can say now, I'm 30 now, my twitchiness, I think would be the word I would use, or reaction time, is significantly worse than what it was is seven, eight years really ago. Really, the skill like like strength and and speed and how yeah you reaction can jump time in basketball? yeah reaction time it's called twitchiness? twitchiness yeah I would say twitchiness and reaction time. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, I just want to say that although it is a noble quest, you guys are embarking on an exercise in futility because the purpose of language is communication. Yep. I listened to Josh Hawley today talking to another person on NPR about uh, what's a woman. Now, if we can't decide what's a woman, what's a man, how are you going to decide what's a sport? Oh, it's never going to happen. I mean, come on. So there is no, first thing to acknowledge is there's no right answer. So when I was working as a policy analyst years ago, people would come to me and they would say, hey, look. I want you to do statistical analysis on this, and I want you to prove X, Y, Z. And they would act as though it was a, an entirely, you know, mathematically driven thing. I go, come on now. Tell me the conclusion you want, and tell me why you want it, and I'll design you a program that we will justify the conclusions we come to, we'll build the statistics to prove what you want, but don't pretend like this is some sort of, you know, a priori knowledge that comes from the top of a mountain somewhere with stone tablets. It isn't like that. The purpose of language is communication. We change our goals. We change the things we're doing. There is no right answer. There's only the answer we kind of, a few of us might agree on at one point for some particular purpose. Anything else is a fiction of a priori knowledge because everything else is based on a posteriori which is experience replicable verifiable the scientific method so but even then we're constantly learning new things therefore language is just a way we kind of communicate feelings and ideas and pick your motive pick your reason we'll try and get a few people together and agree on it maybe we'll write a dictionary but other than that, it's a moving target. Yeah, and it's funny, caller. The reason I, I think that's such a good uh, comment on this is you look at the you can look at the definition of sport in the dictionary, and that just leads to more questions, right? That like I think when you, it just because now you have to in, try to interpret what the definition of a sport is, and it's like okay, so what's a physical activity now? What is what does competition mean? It's like, so if, even if you try to use something like the definition that Jim mentioned got used last week, it goes to that futility that you were talking about because now you just are trying to define what the definition is. It's This is something well, you I... understand yeah. how words get in the dictionary, right? I, I don't know the, the specifics of it, no. By common usage. Sure. I mean, yep. they're pulling them things into some dictionaries yep. now. Yeah. Or there's a lot of terms that are actually incorrect yeah. In terms of just logically using, but now you'll see them introduced because they're getting into common usage. And yep. therefore, if it's in by common usage, by definition, it's a word being used for something. Yep. So it's really easy to get the cart before the horse, where you think it, it's people harking back to the oracle, and which is an argumentative fallacy, because there is no oracle. It's just whatever we get together and decide what it means. Look at Old English, right? You know, before, you know, William the Conqueror went over and went into England, and for 200 years, 
the French controlled England, all the aristocracy in England spoke French. Well, the English language changed dramatically over those two centuries. And then, finally, you get somebody that says, hey, let's translate the Bible into English, and uh, we're going to start organizing some of this stuff. But they've had 200 years for the English language to be basically unwritten and just changing like crazy. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen. There is no... Oh, yeah, it's it's there a, is no correct. It's a lost cause. We're never going to get to a, to a to a final answer on this. Listen, caller, I, I love your calls. I want you to listen to what everyone else says here and give us a call back later. I got two more calls. All right. Call call us again. Yeah. Bye. You're on the air. This is Tim from Moscow, Idaho. Hey, hey Tim. Tim. And this is for Mariners fans, but the Mariners have run their win streak out to 14 games. Yeah. One shy of their wow. 2001 15-game win streak. Mm -hmm. So some good news in Seattle and the Northwest. So, so Tim, yeah, that's what I was going to mention was, so living in Portland, there isn't a Major League Baseball team. So by kind of by proxy, the Mariners are the Portland team that everyone roots for. And that's been like, it's been really fun because it's been this, this check-in by, by the nightly or the, the evening sports show on the ESPN affiliate up there. It's this constant check-in of the Mariners score throughout their whole, their whole segment or their whole show being like, are, is the street going to keep going? Are we good? And yeah, it's been, it, it's really fun to watch baseball teams get on winning streaks and, and the, the reason, and I think when any team gets on a winning streak, it, they're playing well. But it's always really cool to see, because of how long the season is, just the, the energy in the dugout and just like the team kind of chemistry. It's so clearly visible and it's getting better when you go on winning streaks in a sport like baseball. It's been, it's been really fun to keep, keep tabs on the Mariners through the, the local radio affiliate that I, that, that I listen to when I'm up in Portland. Tim, what's your connection to... Do you have a connection to Seattle? Are you just giving that as an example of something going on? As no, I, I was raised in Seattle, and oh. um, uh, Seattle was never a, a major league town when I was growing up there. Yeah. Um, and then we got a basketball team that won a championship and left. And then That's we got true. the Mariners. Um, and... Uh, uh, They've languished most all of their years uh, in Seattle, except for 10 or 15 years around Junior Griffey and whatever. Um, but they've been languishing for the last decade, 15 years. I so know. A win Go I, ahead. I know that, yeah, I know they were hot. They're hot right now. But, you know, we're losing the wind out of the sails here a little bit. There's still no team hotter than the Yankees right no, now. No, they're playing terrible. What are you talking about? No, they beat Boston two games in a row. And if no. you, I'm talking about just records. They're setting records for the amount of games won at this point in the season. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's expected, though. I, Tim, I'm with you. I'm with you on the Mariners. I'm with you on this. Here's the Mariners and the Yankees. Um, the Mariners in 2001 won 116 games, and it was Four and one series with the Yankees, and they were out. And and, and oh. Tim, I'm going to defend you here, and I love to fact check Jim and tell him when he's wrong. Yankees are five and five in their last ten games. So to call them the well, hottest yeah. team in baseball, no, I didn't say I, I said no, the hottest <laughs> team in baseball for the whole season. Oh, stop it! <laughs> that's it's 
the what's the what's the, the for the whole season? What is that? It's just the that's just who's the best team is right now. The best record in baseball. Sure, but they're season. not the hottest team. No, okay. I, did yeah. I say that? Yeah. All right. Hey, no, Tim, I, I love it. And shout out for the Mariners for for beating or for keeping their streak alive because now they have the only one. Because I know for a while them and the Orioles were sharing the spotlight for for winning. Yeah, streaks. yeah, yeah. The freaking O's. Uh, but what can you do? Yeah. Anyway, go go Ams. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. I, I would even argue, Jim. I and this is from going. And to co- you will argue. Yeah, yeah. Going. To, oh no, this isn't against anything you said. But oh, yeah. having oh, sure. having gone to school in Oregon and yeah. there being a lot of people from Idaho, I would argue that just how just how uh, Seattle is a proxy fan area for Oregon people, I would say the same thing. Like if you're in Idaho, you have every right to be a Mariners fan. Because that's close. I, it's, I don't know if they share oh, a state. Actually, it's close. Because Idaho is quasi... I don't know if Tim would officially call it the Pacific Northwest. But if it's not Pacific Northwest, it's right there. It's on the border of the Pacific Northwest. Right, exactly. So it's on the border of Oregon and yeah, Washington. So if you don't have anyone to root for in Idaho, you go be a Mariners fan. It's right there. But no, yeah, it's winning streaks. Is that where Baker Hay is from Idaho? Uh, yeah, because they're a bunch of Boise State, yeah, a bunch of Boise State alumni. Yeah. Um, but no, winning streaks are are really fun in any sport because it it gives you, especially for for me, like as a ba- as a not a huge baseball fan, it gives me a reason to check in. I, I, I it, do that too because you get to this point. As Tim said, they're one away from breaking their their team, their franchise record. And so when they break their franchise record, it's okay. What's the next record that they're looking to break? And they're not having that great of a season, are they? They are. Well, they're a little bit better now. Um, they're fifty-one and forty-two. So if you fifty-one, it, and they're on a fourteen-game winning streak. So fifty-one minus fourteen would be what thirty-seven. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah. Oh, hello. Is that me? Yeah, it's you. No, I'm John of Elk, and uh, I'm kind of involved in the music business, which is not sports show. But in regard to your conversation about the Yankees, when I was a kid, I saw Mickey Mantle. I grew up in Cornell. And he inspired my life. And when I was at Fenway Park, I felt I could hit the ball over that green monster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then so- you see all these great players. I knew Thurman Munson and football. I knew Lyle Zadel when I worked for the Colorado Rockies in the National Hockey League that became the New Jersey Devils, and I didn't want to go back east. I came out and became Californicated, been in Elk since 86. So, Carl, before you go any further, did you did you know these players, or did you know of these players? Uh, you know, uh, I've seen them, and some, I knew Lyle Zadel very well. I worked for the National Hockey League, and I saw him fight Muhammad Ali. I saw him get hit in the nuts, or he hit Ali in the nuts, and Ali did the rope a dope on a three-round thing at Mile High Stadium. The crowd went nuts, but he didn't hurt him, but it's like Lionel Isaiah was one of the coolest people I've ever met in sports. Yeah. And, he's not, and you know what? It's not just sports, it's music. Music, sports. Bands. I've been on the road with the famous bands, and, and I just want to express that the only thing that really matters is love. If you love a sport, you are the sport. Yeah. You know, if you love the music, you are the music, and the world needs the love. Mm-hmm. And the 
the deeper essence of the sport. It's not like a war competition, even though it gets like that at times. Uh, you know, when you go through the local coaches, I'm more in the flag. Oh, you know, I didn't love basketball until Stephen Curry enlightened me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how to put it, but the vibe of the Warriors is so sacred and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so the whole meaning of sports and music and dance is to express love, is what I'm trying to say on a Sunday. Because I'm looking at the ocean, and the is trying to call it in about eight months, used to call it more. And, uh, you know, it's just like after the music today, there's a very famous band, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you their name, uh, Axton. His dad was famous, Grammys, worked with Willie Nelson, Elvis. It's like the history of rock and roll. It's like the history of sports. And it is the one love and the vibration of frequency and how we present to the audience. Because at the end of the day in sports, church, music, anything, the end of the day is the vibrational frequency of love of what that which it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks uh, for the anyway, call. I've got, I've got two more calls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, know, t- I, know, I know it's Sunday. I didn't mean to do that, but uh, I just wanted to share that with the audience. And thank you for your show because KZYX is uh, a very sacred member of the journey. Thank you. Thank you. You're on the air. And a caller, give me a call back. I, I lost you there. You're on the air. Oh, how are we doing tonight, guys? Get, Vince, Vince, you're jockeying for position here. When you don't get to host the show and we got all the calls coming in, you're trying to just battle your way to the front of the line. Uh, I feel like Charles Barkley. I'm undersized, but I'm on position <laughs> getting in there, man. Jeez. Uh, good stuff, though. I love, love the call tonight so far. Um, I, and I want to go on a quick tangent because I'm sure you're going to be off here in a second. Uh, first off, this topic of what is is amazing because you're not looking for a definitive, real, exact answer. The, sure. the, the opinions, perspectives, the reasoning, that's what makes this a fun topic. And I agree, you're never going to get to a finite answer. It, it's different for everybody, yeah. and that's what's fun about it. What do you mean? You, you, uh, were, you were here on the air. You were in the studio last week. You had all the, all the definitive answers. No, no, I, I spoke opinion as if it was fact, <laughs> which, is, which is how everything should be done. The uh, all-star okay. statement, the all-star statement let, let him. on the sports phone was, <laughs> this is going to sound like opinion, but it is fact. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that was, that was great. Okay. Uh, Jerry, how's it feel to be back in studio? It's always good. I, I, there's, there's things I yeah. just can't do. When I'm when I'm remote, there's like visual cues that Jim and I just don't have when I'm not in the studio. Yeah. It's it's nice. So a, a couple quick things, and uh, first off, it's All Star Weekend or week for baseball. Yeah. Um, when 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 are major sports going to stop having All Star games and just give teams a four day break? Everybody gets a four day break. We come back and we regroup. All Star games are a joke. It's silly. Maybe just hold the extracurricular stuff and not the actual game itself. Love to hear your thoughts on that. Second topic, uh, Leah Thomas, the transgender swinder, swimmer for University of Penn, was nominated to be a female athlete of the year in the NCAA. I'd love to get your thoughts on that as well. What was she? I, I saw this 
she was nominated by who for what specific award? I didn't have a chance to look this up specifically. It's, it's the University of Penn gets to nominate one of their athletes to be the woman of the year for the NCAA athletics. So this is an NCAA. It's not like the. It's not like the like in like in college basketball. Like there's the AP Player of the Year that's voted on by writers. That's not officially like NCAA affiliated. This is an NCAA affiliated award. But it's it's. But, hang on, I want, I want the answer to my question first before before yeah, you say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's okay. not voted on by writers. It's voted on, I assume, by coaches and athletic directors. But sure. the nominations are coming from the individual schools. Is that what you're saying? Every yes, school, each school, each school nominates an athlete from any sport right. to be their representative for that school. Okay, it it's funny, Vince. This is my immediate reaction to this. Is I'm, I'm I because I, I like I said I saw this in passing and I didn't I didn't read it uh, as as close as I should. I think I saw it like on the ESPN ticker. But depending on which link I click on in the articles that I found, it's either. UPenn makes a terrible decision nominating yeah. Leah Thomas or UPenn getting praise for nominating. And and just yeah. looking at the, the different articles, the headlines, it's like, oh, yeah, this is still a real controversy. There hasn't been any kind of decision made where it's like, this is still a major issue where it's this- some people think it's a great thing that she got nominated. Other people think it's a terrible thing. And it highlights yeah. the issue with with a you know, that the, that's been talked about here. So that, could, that's I, my immediate oh, I reaction. Yeah, I could only imagine what Twitter has, has all over exactly. the place for this. Because you're right, I, I read the same thing. I read about five different articles, and I think I saw a, the title for another one, and it was pretty 50-50. Yeah. Like, really bad decision, let's chastise this, or way to be progressive, way to move the needle forward. And it's just like, wow, you know, this is going to be, you know, this topic's going to continue to get, you know, theme and be something that, that has to be discussed more and more. And this just, you know, kicks the ball down the road. I'd be curious to look. Uh, I, I'd be, and I, I don't think I would know how to look at this it, in terms of successful athletes at universe at University of Pennsylvania. I'm curious where she stands. Like, it, what are the other really good athletes at mm-hmm. University of Pennsylvania in terms right. of current? Sure. Yeah, in terms of like, because if you get to nominate one person. Right, they can nominate right. one woman. Who were the people that came in like second and third in that nomination? I, I just would be curious to see if it's well, like what are her credentials specifically for athletics? She she, she won, won that one of a women's event. Yeah, she was the national free or something. Well, yeah. Well, and here's the thing, though: it's not just about your athletics; it's about your academics. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. really? Okay. Other, like it's, it's an all embodiment thing. Like it's all okay. aspects of your life. Sure, sure. Not just your athletics. Okay. So, well, just think what she had to put up with. Yeah. Just think what she had to put up with, Vince. I think she deserves an award just for that. Yeah. I uh, no, that's 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 the thing, is the fact that it's an embodiment thing and not just about your athletics. Sure. There's a little bit more to be said, like, yeah. That what you've gone through, not just your own mental and physical, but the other side of it, what people have put you through on its own is, is award worthy. I agree. Seven oh seven eight nine five two four four eight. We're uh well, we're t- talking about I'm a lot of things here. While you got on the line, Vince, unless you have something real specific for us, we have no other calls right now. You want to hang for this day in sports? I'm here. Take All me right. off when you have to. <laughs> in, ni- in 1882, Jerry, you ready for this one? I'm as prepared as I can be. In 1882, Wimbledon had William Ernst 
one Wimbledon in five sets over his twin brother. It, so, just name clarification here. It's William Renshaw beat Ernst, Ernst Renshaw. So, he beat his twin brother. <laughs> William beat his twin brother in the Wimbledon final in five sets. That, that that's, that's one of my favorite things I've read in a long time. So, my, my comment on that one is, and, and again, this is not from a big tennis fan perspective, but... The, the modern-day comparison to that is how long was women's tennis just... It was Venus playing Serena in the finals. Huh, it was like that yeah. was every final for a long time. It seemed that way yeah, for a while. It seemed in, that way for in 1922, Ty, Ty Cobb got five hits in a game. Now, th- that you know, now and then we see that happen, but for his fourth time in a year... Vince, you're a baseball guy. That stat blew me away. Five, five hits in a game for the fourth time in a year. No. You'll rarely see a guy get three hits in a game these days. This so, is, yeah, that's... This is yeah. Ju- by the way, this is July 17th in 1922. And July 17th... So halfway, halfway through the year, he got five. five <laughs> July yeah. 17th, 1963. I like this one. Dave DeBusher got his first and only hit in Major League Baseball. Now, Dave DeBusher... This for, guy played for the Knicks, didn't he? I was going to say, um, he, he played for a Knicks championship team with... Willis Reed, Dave DeBusher. Yeah, Phil Jackson was on that team. Phil Jackson was a sixth man. Bill Bradley, who yep. ran for Congress yep. or yep. president or something, he yep. was on that team. Walt Frazier was the point guard. This is an amazing team. Dave DeBusher, I didn't know he went and played baseball. He got one hit in Major and, League Baseball, then quit. And Well, clearly he's a better athlete than Michael Jordan. He did because <laughs> because Because he made it to the majors, and Jordan couldn't even get out of minor, the minors when he did it. 1990, this one I just picked because it was the next one where someone played two sports. Deion Sanders Sanders got an inside-the-park home run. Now, that's not easy for anyone to get, but for a football player to get an inside-the-park home run, what do you guys think of inside-the-park home runs? Does it usually take someone like diving after the ball for it to happen, right? Vince, my answer to this would be, and, and you're the more the baseball guy, is it, it takes the ball being placed in a certain spot in the in the stadium and then some miscalculation by an outfielder. By I think those are the ball. Not even necessarily diving for it, but just some sort of miscalculation. Yeah. I think you need those two things for an inside the park home run. What do you think? Vince? There there's a couple of stadiums that uh. that have what they call triples alley. Yeah. You know, where they have these little nooks or whatever. Or, yes, a, a player dives at a ball and misses it, but it's not an error because it really wasn't a close, you know, he really misjudged it. Right. I think it's, I think it's exciting to watch a guy try it because it's, no matter how bad the play in the outfield is, it usually does get down to a pretty good throw to home. Mm-hmm. And it's usually pretty close, which is, you know. On July, it, 7, it on July yeah, 17th, 2005, I had to put this one in there, Tiger won. At St. Andrews, uh, and uh, now now he just l- didn't even make the cut. And um, Tiger fans are uh, starting to th- starting to admit that this might be the beginning of the end. I, I think I've started to accept it was the middle that, of the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've started to accept that. I thought he had one more run in him, like one more good tournament. I've started to kind of accept that might not happen. I'm, like, a, I'm a big. Go ahead, Vince. Go ahead. Go, Vince. Poor judgment on him. Part. Sure. He could have been another year off and really got He's not healthy. I yeah. think what he's going to do is he's going to be like, oh, this is the end of me. Go rehabilitate for even two years. He's still got a game in him. I yeah. mean, you can you can win the Masters at age 50. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. So 
he's got time to, he just needs to go and stop playing golf for a minute. Yeah. And heal his body. And then, yes, I, I think Tiger has one or two more good runs in him just because he's skilled. And if he actually takes the time and gets healthy and strikes the ball well, he could push somebody in a tournament. I'm not sure if he'll win it, but he could be in the, he could be on the leaderboard in a weekend at some point in time in the next five years. I, I am. If, 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 no, no, no. Go ahead, Vince. Finish that up. And then I had one other thing about, about Tiger. I, I was just going to say, if he took the time to get, I think, fully healthy, I think he rushed this back way too fast from his, his car accident, for sure. So, okay, so here's a question for everybody here. Because I, I think he's a pretty regular golfer. Like, I don't think this is something he's doing because his dad is Tiger Woods. I, I think he's playing golf. Tiger Woods' kid, Charlie Axel Woods, is 13 years old. What if if you had to guess his handicap? No, not his handicap. If you had to guess how so he's thirteen now. Yeah. How old will he be when we hear his name in a tournament? In a PGA, in a, in a PGA, in a in a in a in a pro tournament. Oh, you mean not just playing with his dad? Not just playing with his dad. I say seven, sixteen or seven, six, sixteen. I, I'm with Jim, sixteen to eighteen. Yeah. I'll go brawl. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. Like, I don't know anything about like him. This, back yeah, to Tiger. Like, Let me have a shot at this. Back, back to Tiger, Vince. This, this brings up a whole other issue, which could be a great issue, is when do you quit your sport? I mean, when, when did I quit basketball? When, when did Jerry quit basketball? Why do you retire? Tim Anderson said once, everybody retires from their sport. Everybody does. It's just a matter of when. So what gets people to retire? Like, uh, this Tiger thing... What you just said, and, and you know, Jerry doesn't even watch golf if Tiger's not there, and I, I don't think he's alone in in, in that. No, and I was no. taught, you know, my mom's a big, big, big tennis fan, and I had this interesting conversation with her. Is um, Serena Williams got just annihilated in the first round of Wimbledon, right? Yes, and, and, and she got yeah. an, and. And I said to her, you know, my mom's a big Serena fan, I think. And and I said to her, you know, what is she, 40 or 36 or whatever it was. And my mom said, well, she just wasn't ready. Um, she needs to get in shape again and really work her way back so she can win it next year. And I'm like, at one point, that doesn't matter. You just can't do it. Well, I think that's when I, I personally, this is another discussion you can have that you never can find an answer because it's different for everybody. If, if I'm a professional athlete, I'm pretty sure I play because I need it. I probably enjoy it a lot. Breaking up, Vince. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, I was saying, so if I'm a professional athlete, I probably play this sport because I enjoy it. But I enjoy it more when I'm playing it competitively. If I stop being competitive, then I walk away, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's not going to be fun if you're just getting dominated all the time. Well, that's the, so there's a question. Um, when, when do you realize that? I mean, Serena hasn't got very far. She gets knocked out in the first round. Like, when do I give up on mine? Um, you're saying Tiger may come back. I'm waiting for Federer to come back. I love watching Federer play tennis. And he says, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back next year. You notice you guys are, all, are both talking, or so far we've really only talked about non-contact sports and individual sports, golf and tennis. 
Well, like, well okay, so, so Jerry, why did Barry Sanders walk away? Why did Calvin Johnson walk away 10 years into prolific Hall of Fame careers at the prime of their time? You know, like, this is there's a contact sport for right. you, the, probably the most we have, and two guys that were not injured, playing phenomenal, and decided to leave at a healthy age, which they probably could have played three to five more years barring injury. Well, didn't Calvin Johnson... I, I could be wrong about this, but wasn't he one of the first NFL players that retired early for health purposes where he's just like, I'm not risking it or, or was that, or am I missing per, you know, that precautionary, per, precautionary mental health? Yeah. Right. And that might've been, that might've been Barry Sanders' reason as well. I don't think it was ever focused so it's, as clearly it's, as Calvin Johnson. So it's just personal. It's just personal. Some people quit yeah. when, when, when they're going to quit for their reasons. And, and we always have seen the, the players hang on too long. You know, we've yeah. all seen that, but but who are we to yeah. say? You know, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us give us a call. Jo- join in here. Um, Can I bring us all back around for a second? Yeah, because I I, I, yeah, I needed that. Th- this is why I was a little distracted there for a second. Jim was looking over because I was I was deep down the rabbit hole, and I don't know how official this is. Um, this was from twenty twenty one. Tiger Woods' kid had a handicap of ten. At what age was at, he? At this is from last year, so it would have been age twelve. He had a ten. He had a ten handicap, and then in twenty twenty, he finished three under par in a tournament for eleven to thirteen year olds, and was the only player to finish under par in that tournament. Well, if he improved a lot, because anyone anyone that knows what handicap means, I, you can just if if you have a ten handicap. That means you're shooting around 80 on average every round. Yeah, it says the average is about an 83. Yeah. Yep. That, that's what I mean. You can add 10 to 70, 72. You're about 10 over par. And you're telling me all of a sudden he shot four rounds under par? I don't know how many days the 11 to 13-year-old tournament is. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that, was, that was what I found. Well, you have to imagine he's been around golfers his whole life. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's like asking why Steph Curry knows the basketball he, court. It's kind of creepy. He looks the part. He looks like little Tiger Woods when he wears the same colors as his dad when they play together. Like they look exactly the same when they're when they're wearing the same outfit. I watched him in a tournament playing with his dad. Yeah. and and um, he, he he was good. Yeah, he was good. Of course, another subject is. Uh, he looked good in highlights. Sure, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> just like anyone else does. Yeah. Vince, thanks for the, thanks for calling in, Vince. Hey, anytime, guys. Talk soon. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. About twenty minutes left on the sports phone here. Give us a call if you've got anything you would like to talk about. Yeah, we lost. We we, we lost one there. I cut um, you off. That was my mistake. Yeah, we had someone there, and and they left. Call. Give us a call back. You know, that's an interesting, when do you retire from your sport? That, sure. That's a great, great topic. Or when do you give up on your, on your, the, the people you like to watch in sports? Jerry, we got the, uh, we have no calls right now. We have 20 minutes left. We have a couple of things we said we wanted to talk about. One is very serious, and, and one's not as serious. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on there that's not serious compared to the one serious one it's your call like you, you drive the show you pick the topics and then i just kind of i just kind of direct let's, the conversation let's see, let's see where we go with it let's 
Let's do an overview because it's on it's, the national news. It's so lot. hard to do an overview on this, like just in the sense of well, if you don't get any calls, yeah, we, we, keep, we, we can go pretty quick on it. Yeah, easy to do with an overview. I can't imagine anyone that knows the name Brittany Griner hasn't heard on the national news um, something about it. But um, I'll, I will start, and then you get us caught up. Sure. Brittany Griner was traveling to play basketball in Russia on a Russian basketball team. She got stopped at the airport. Well, you're already wrong, depending on how far back you're going. She got caught trying to leave Russia, not entering I, the She country. got caught at the airport, I said. And whether she was coming or going, it really doesn't matter to me. She got caught in, in Moscow. Just trying to keep it accurate here. She got caught in Moscow, and she had illegal drugs from a Moscow standpoint because she was in Russia. So she got caught allegedly with with possession and and now i can say she she did get caught at least according to her because yeah. she pleaded guilty that's that's the next step but there's a few steps before that she sat in prison waited and waited and waited people accused it to be a political ploy to get someone from russia out of the united states um that that i i, I just can't comment on because i just don't know enough but that that's one of the theories she got her day in court she pleaded guilty to having these illegal drugs in, in Moscow. One of the more interesting ones, Jerry, you told me, you sent me an article this week about Brittany Griner having, in court, having the general manager? Of, uh, yeah, the, I think it was the general manager and two teammates. Two teammates on her Russian team spoke to her... Uh, what's the credibility? Yeah, because they're in this weird spot with this trial right now where she's pleaded guilty, but she's not going to be sentenced soon because the judge still wants to read in all the evidence like into the case. So she's pleaded guilty, but they're still like they're going to go through this whole process, um, which is, again, part of the comment on like Russia's doing this for the theater of it. Um, but yeah, so her her two of her teammates and i think her gm they testified as character witnesses saying that she's been an exemplary player and model citizen for the state for 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 russia uh over the six seasons that she's been going there to play so there she played and, for, for six yeah seasons. And, and so for context for that for people that are unfamiliar with dub, the WNBA, i guess i would say is a a, a a lot if not the majority of the top level WNBA players go and play overseas in the non-WNBA season. Um, primarily, it's in, I believe, Russia, China, and I think... Greece, I think. Greece. Yeah, it's either... Yeah. I think there's one in South America somewhere, too. But they go and play, and they actually... The, the ironic part of it is they usually get paid more in these other countries than they do in the WNBA. Like, there was a whole special about that. So, so they, go, they go for other work. They go to, they go to supplement their, their income and, and play on these teams. Um, yeah, so a couple of her teammates testified... And then her Russian teammates. Her Russian teammates, yeah. yeah. And then what came out today? No, not today. Sorry, two days ago. Um, and this, I think, kind of goes to the part of her pleading guilty. Was her lawyers, her Russian lawyers, uh, put into evidence that the cannabis that she had, that she admitted she had on her, was prescribed by a doctor in Arizona. So she had it for medical purposes. Now, I, I can't comment on. If that has any impact on Russian law, like I don't know what Russian Russia's rules are about medical marijuana versus recreational marijuana, I I don't know. If I if I had to take a guess, I would say it probably doesn't mean much. But 
I think again, I think that goes to that that kind of stuff getting put into evidence for the character side of it, right? In the well, well, the character is is um. You explained to me she she was arrested for possession. Large scale transportation is what is the reading of the charge that I found. Hmm. Yeah. So. You know, there's a few things that there was a lot of wild stuff. Um, I had an article um, that was written, or I, I read about quotes from her coach in the United States mm-hmm. um, saying that she was, I don't know what a real point was, but she said she's black, she's gay, and she's a woman. So that has something to do with why she got arrested. And that one bothered me a little bit because I really don't think from everything else I've read that that had anything to do with it. It was about possession. and Uh, Yeah. I was going to say, the reason she's being held by Russia is she's an athlete. I talked about this two weeks ago. When I, when I, we had a call, because we, we got into the topic of athletic privilege about two weeks ago. And the reason this is a national story, in my, this is my opinion, you know, there, there's another one where there can't be really, I don't think there's ever a right answer, but in my opinion, the reason Russia's holding her and making this a, a bigger, a big deal, the reason it's a national news story is because she's a professional athlete. Well, the, 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 above all else. That's where I disagree. It's because. She's a well-known person. That could be athletic if this was... Right, and she's a well-known person because she's an athlete. Right, but but this could be an actor. Sure. This could be a politician. Sure. If they they got caught with with Hashwell over there, um, it would be the same situation. It's because she's well-known, not because she's an athlete. Well, she's well-known because she's an athlete. She is, yeah. 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 So, So anyway... That's the latest, and it's the kind of thing where... Because they're going to keep reading the case in, we're going to keep getting these little nuggets of information that are going to come out like as more stuff gets brought in and test and like through testimony, whether it be her lawyers or the the Russian prosecutor, we're going to get more little nuggets of this, and eventually, you know, she's already pleaded guilty. She's going to get sentenced, and then the bigger conversation of it, I think there was a story about someone that was a former ambassador to the United Nations is going over there to start the negotiations for a, the prisoner exchange yeah, idea. So Because she's guilty. Right, yeah. yeah because the, and that they was, can't do that unless she's Right, guilty. that was the big thing is like a lot of people were saying that the simplest way for her to get home is the, a prisoner exchange and she can't do that unless she's pleaded guilty. So we're, right. gonna, we're gonna continue to get little nuggets about this we'll, as we go. And we'll, it, it's, it's fun to update it. Yeah. When you, you know, th- usually sports stories don't last this long. No, no, they don't. This is a, this is a long one because of how it's being drawn out. You know, I, I, I felt bad last week here for, for, for Vince because, you know, we, we had so many calls and all we talked about was, is it a sport or is it not a sport? And, and, and that went on and on and on. But, Vince was so prepared to talk about eating competition and Joey Chestnut because we, we also argued is is eating competitively a sport, and we decided it was that, that at least Vince and I decided it was. He had these fifty five records. Read some of Joey's Chestnut's record. Yeah, so this came up to my understanding because last week. Or no, it was, it was 4th of July, right? That's when this happens? That's when the, the hot dog eating contest is? I, I, think it's, I think it's the 4th of July. Okay. Um, so this came up because Joey Chestnut won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And the thing that got me about this, and then like I'll get the into the... 15th time in a row, Yeah, right? the, the thing that got me about this, and I'll get into the 
we'll get into the records here in a second, but there was this whole thing about he won it with an injury. <laughs> he he had a broken foot, and, and I I I don't know why that bothered me so much. But if we're gonna talk about competitive eating, is a broken foot really an injury? Like, does that impact your ability to be a professional eater? And that's why we we were joking about this. Like, if he had had like a chipped tooth or a swollen larynx or something or like a an upset stomach, then maybe I'll take he won it with an injury. But. I don't know. I, I I thought that that was weird. But anyway, so yeah, so Joey Chestnut is widely considered the best competitive eater of all time. Um, he read some of the records. Yeah. So he has fifty five records. Uh, Start with hot dogs. He's won the hot dog eating contest fifteen times. Um, his record for that was seventy six hot dogs, which includes the bun, in ten minutes. Ten minutes. In ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, other ones he has here. Uh, I mean, how many of these do you want me to do? Like, Read them off, fast you can. Egg. He did 141 hard-boiled eggs. Uh, 12 pounds, 8.75 five, five ounces of deep-fried asparagus. How much time? Uh, ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, 55 glazed donuts in eight minutes. 45 pulled pork sandwiches in ten minutes. I mean, I keep going here. Like a couple more. Uh, he did 25. Point seven ounces of deli. No, he did twenty-five seven-ounce half pastrami sandwiches in ten in ten minutes. Cat's delicatessen is that like one of the super famous I delis in like New, Jew- York? Yeah. Deli in New York? Yeah, I I think every one of these records, uh, every one of these contests has a famous brand or restaurant. Associated with he it. did like, 80, 81 ego waffles in eight minutes. And what, what about? I mean, the hot dogs are Nathan's. Nathan's, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Nathan, and every one of these. So I, I guess, like, what? What's our takeaway from this? What's your takeaway from Joey Chestnut being the best competitive eater? Did you do you watch the hot dog eating contest? I've watched it. Are are you do you are you locked in? Like, uh, I, the thing I like about it is it's it is like a ten minute event. Yeah, it goes real quick. Yeah, it's not like how many they can eat in twenty four hours. Sure. You don't take a nap and go go to the bathroom. Endurance eating contest. That'd be a whole nother thing. No. Nope. <laughs> I can't imagine they haven't thought about it. No, my takeaway of it is most people because eating is what it is, it's eating. Yeah. They think when you eat too much or you, you, you cram in food that you're being a pig. You're being a. You're being unhealthy. You're being unhealthy. You're eating too much, but this is just a. This is a sport. I mean, you being on. What about a, a. Joey Chestnut's not. I, I think to get the point you're trying to get across, Joey Joey Chestnut's not an unhealthy person. No, no. What, it, what, yeah, and, and when I mean it, what about running a hundred miles and and biking for five hundred miles sure, and sure, swimming sure. for three miles? Is that any more unhealthy than than a. Eating seventy six hot dogs. Ten minutes. Hello, call. You're on the air. Yeah, I'd like to go back to your Brittany Griner. Yeah, comment for a while. You know, I've been thinking about this for a while, and as somebody who spent time in some thirty five countries, crossed a lot of borders, a lot of times, people get arrested for a lot of reasons. And I think the only way we can really put this in perspective, and anybody that doesn't do this isn't really doing it in any sort of a uh, rigorous fashion. And that is, if you want to talk about people crossing borders 
And the kind of things people get put in jail for, whether they're famous or not, you need to look around the world and say, all right, well, what other cases are there? Mm-hmm. Girl, lifetime in jail, smuggling drugs in Thailand. Two guys, four years in jail for microscopic amounts of THC, one in the lint in his pocket, another one on the sole of his shoe, only trans, uh, transferring in the Dubai airport, not even going into Dubai. And as you look around at the kind of punishments that get meted out in Saudi Arabia for drugs, we're talking death here, China also, methamphetamines, they catch you, uh, Duterte in the Philippines, they catch you, even think that maybe you had anything to do with drugs. He was telling them, go out and kill them. This is the president of the Philippines saying this. And so as you look around the world for perspective on what happens to people who aren't famous, that's one of my points. For minute amounts of drugs. Yeah. Minute amounts. But if you're breaking the rules of the place you are, hey, being famous doesn't hurt you. It helps you. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the athletic. That, the yep. And the U.S. government saying, oh, it's, you know, an unfair detention. Dude, she had drugs on her. She admits she has drugs on her. She's saying, oh, well, some other country said it was okay for me to have it. How do you think that works in the judicial system here in the United States? If you say, in Saudi Arabia, I can have four wives, why can't I have four wives in the United States? We don't care what the laws are in another country. We have our laws. We feel like our laws are the best laws, and therefore we have to obey our laws. So the thing I we agree... Don't care. Carl, we don't care about the other guy. Yeah. What, I, what I agree with you most here, and we've been through the, around this a few times, is I believe because she's a famous athlete, it's helping her, not hurting her. Yes. Absolutely. And, and I, yeah. I think we all agree with that. Is that true, Jer? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, okay. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. I love your show. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. No, and that, yeah, that, that goes back to... We love your calls. Yeah. Th- that goes back to, I think, it was two two weeks ago. Well, I guess it was three weeks ago when, when this, that caller brought up at the end of the show the idea of athletic privilege, and then we talked about it a little bit. Like, that's when we really went into it. Is Yeah, it's me or you or somebody else gets caught in this situation. It's not national news on espn Brittany griner gets caught it's national it's it's on espn it's it's just a different it's just a they, different think thing they trade me for some for some, <laughs> some I, other criminal I, have, I got caught i have no idea i <laughs> i have no idea how that how that would work um either are, are are we done with joey chestnut yeah i am Brittany griner we're done with Brittany Griner. This is a big difference, serious and un- not serious. Yeah, I think we're done with the Brittany Griner stuff, unless we have anyone that calls in the next five minutes and has anything they want to bring up with it. Uh, 707-895-2448. Um, I think we're done with the Joey Chestnut thing. I mean, did we have anything else to talk about with the competitive eating scene? Like, you made a good point about is is that more dangerous than in like high high level endurance running well, or something you, you like said, that. Well, you, you said what's my take on it and what do people think about it? Right. Most people think overeating is gluttonous, unhealthy, uh, yada 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 yada. But either way, this guy does this guy overeats better than anyone in the world, so that makes it a competitive sport. You're on the air. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, good evening. Hey, one more, one more thought regarding uh, Griner. Yeah. All right. Um, you are aware that since the 
military operation in Ukraine. All over the world, Russian athletes are being banned yes. from participating in certain sports. Yeah. Yeah. I happen to think it's unbelievably unfair and callous and cruel. Nevertheless, I'm wondering if this is on the minds of the Russians. Not that they're going to go after payback or anything like that, but it's certainly something that I think would be on my mind if I were a Russian citizen and I saw all my cherished athletes not being able to compete and then this happens. Yeah. So it's something to think about. Yeah, no, I absolutely. So the the fir- the second part of that or first part about that um about Russian athletes getting banned. Jim and I talked about that it was a while ago. My takeaway with that was where I had concerns with it was when you're an individual playing in a sport. So, like, tennis was where this got a bunch of attention, where Wimbledon banned a bunch of Russian players. Some good ones, right, so too. Where, where I took issue with that was you're not playing for your country in a tournament right. like that. I think it's it's a little bit more understandable when you get into, like, international competition with, like, the Russian soccer team or something like that. Yeah, if you have a national it, team. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, versus an individual yep, athlete. Yep, so so th- I definitely took yeah. issue with the individual athlete part. Um, right. And then to oh, your other comment... But it is happening. We yeah. can't deny that. Oh, absolutely. And and, and yeah. that's where I, I take issue with it, especially with individuals that are not playing for a country. Um, The Ukraine comment, this was something I said very early with the Brittany Griner thing, where this would be, this would still, in my opinion, be a story if Ukraine, if the war in Ukraine wasn't happening. But because of the national or international condemnation of the Ukraine war, this wouldn't be as big a story. Like, this is something Russia has in their back pocket that they can make a bigger deal than it should be because of what's going on in Russia. I think it has so something to do with it. Uh, yeah, they've inflamed it. Yeah, that's, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, that's my opinion. But, um, at the same time, I think the earliest point is the salient one, which is, you know... Um, they're, they're looking at, at their athletes not being able to play mm-hmm. in certain sports around the world. Yeah. And now we have an American athlete who is getting into trouble in my country. And the temptation has to be there. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they may be bigger than that. Yep. So we'll just have to see. Yep, absolutely. Good no, I agree. That was my point. Thank, Thank you, you very much. No, I agree. Thanks. It's a really good point. Okay, it's some- guys. Yep. Thanks. Thank you. It's it's something we we didn't have a chance to really talk about a ton, or we haven't talked about in a while. Was that that element of the Russian players that have gotten banned from certain events? Jerry, and- what's that line? What's that famous line that they always said on Car Talk right about now? Oh, you've wasted another perfectly good hour. You've wasted another perfectly good hour talking about sports. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for the show here. Uh, next week will be July twenty fourth. I will be back in or yes i'll be back in oregon at that point um and we will go from there thanks for everyone that listened and called in and have a good evening we'll talk to you next week on sports phone this has been a production of mendocino county public broadcasting kzyx philo 90.7 fm kzyz willits and ukiah 91.5 fm and fort bragg at 88.1 fm you can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner Thank you for listening.